0: Good evening, Dumb Nation, episode 48. Don't be offended. The Dumb Nation are the donut friendmies. It was coined by a listener quite some time ago in a land far, far away, but that's not the story we're doing tonight. Stacey Abrams, I'm going to do something I've never done on a recorded show. I am going to say something very derogatory. She is a complete and utter moron. Moron. Stupid. Idiot. Nimcompoop. Completely a waste of sack of human flesh who doesn't deserve to see the light of day and should spend the rest of her days burning in hell and everywhere thanks for watching breaking truth and please don't forget to subscribe like share and follow too harsh maybe Not a big fan of Stacey Abrams, can you tell? I try to stay above-brow, but she wants to lessen the conversation. We'll get into it and why, and I will explain to you all of the reasons Miss Stacey Abrams wants to do this. But first, who am I? My name is Matthew Spear. I'm the host of Don't Unfriend Me. Thank you for watching Breaking Truth, which is a small segment inside the Don't Unfriend Me network. We take 10, 12, 15 minutes or so and talk about all the current events and insult Stacey Abrams ad nauseum. Why? Well, because we can, of course. Stacey Abrams, what in the name of Cthulhu is wrong with this woman? There is something seriously wrong. It starts off with this conversation, and then we'll go into the rest.
1: There is no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks. It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body away from her.
0: I would love to debate this woman, not just because I know that she's stupid and she's a moron, but the fact that she is 100% with no equivocation wrong. The heart is actively beating at six weeks. Between conception and birth, the baby's heart will beat approximately 54 million times. If that's not life, I don't know what is. The baby's baby's average heart rate is 98 beats per minute, and this will rise to 175 beats per minute by nine-week gestational time period. The presence of a heartbeat at six to eight weeks gestation correlates with a live birth rate of 98% in normal pregnancies without any intervention. The brain has divided into three primary sections at this time, responsible for sensing and decision making, moving and tracking objects, and vital body functions eyes, ears, nose. They all start forming. Meanwhile, the defenders of abortion, they all step in with predictable game plans. They rename something to agree with. Their agenda, several pro-abortion doctors, such as Jennifer Gunter, changed the word heartbeat to fetal pole cardiac activity while jumping through hoops to defend it. However, many of the abortion defenders who use the defense seem to forget the definition of cardiac relating to or what's known as a heart. It's kind of hard not to have a heartbeat when you have a heart. I'm not here to discuss abortion with you all. I'm not here to discuss pro-life, pro-choice, when honestly it really isn't pro-choice, it's pro-murder. Then that's what we should say, right? The antithetical point of life is death. Therefore, the death would not occur under more normal circumstances unless there is an interdiction or somebody involved in making a decision that is not up to the baby, that it's up to the person carrying the baby. That's the argument either way. It's murder, Stacey Abrams doesn't believe that. In fact, she doesn't believe in science. She doesn't believe in fact, and this isn't the first time. Stacey Abrams flip-flops more than an international house of pancakes. She was against abortion. She was pro-life and then somehow became pro-choice. She said the election was stolen in 2016. We're going to go over how many times. And now, no, 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 no. The election wasn't stolen. The election was secure. It wasn't secure. She's flip-flopped on voter ID. She's flip-flopped on gun control. And essentially, it just depends on what the color and the mood really is of the electorate and what the polls say. And Stacey Abram, once again, is doing the Rudy tootie, fresh and fruity, as she always does. Here's another video that just sparked some controversy, and Jean-Pierre, whatever her face is, I don't know, the White House press secretary, I only learn people's names who I respect, and she is slowly losing all of mine. She was asked about this new thing that Stacey Abrams said in regards to inflation and abortion, and here it is. president's endorsed candidate for governor Stacey abrams is suggesting that one may one way to mitigate the effects of inflation is to get an abortion does president biden agree uh, i did not see her comments on this so i don't know the context of this again i want to be careful because this is a political debate uh and it, it's related to a midterm and election uh so i this is i'm not going to on. It. Realize that on that intro, I've got to reduce the music. It's too much because we're going to do it again here. So I apologize to those on the podcast. We're like, why is that song continue to keep coming up? Don't worry. Still point. The don't unfriend me band is coming up with a new intro. It should be here any day now. I'm excited, but I digress. What did Stacey Abrams say? Is, is this accurate that inflation can be stopped by murdering babies? Of course, that makes no sense. Stacey Abrams wants to dilute the conversation down to an economic one and make it a benign conversation for a very malignant topic. Unfortunately, that's not going to work. Here is her interview on Cup of Morning Joe, which might as well be Cup of Morning Kaka. Straight from the toilet to you.
1: Right now, we are walking away so often from the real issues that people care about. Abortion is an economic issue. It's been reduced So first of all, by
0: making it an economic topic and focused on the dollars and cents of having a child, she ties it to inflation. This is a common practice with politicians. It's going the long way around the barn or tying onto a red herring. The reason she does this is because really nobody cares about abortion they all say they do and the protesters and that three or four percent of the electorate that are female in the democratic party really don't care about abortion other than that small percentage we know this because we can look at the polling in fact there are 27 other topics that are more important than abortion and it happens to be that the economy is one of them so of course she's going to try to make this correlation it completely backfires in her face
1: to this idea of a culture war but for women in georgia This is very much a question of whether they're going to end up in poverty in the next Mm -hmm. five years because women who are forced to carry unwanted pregnancies end up in poverty within five, they're four times more likely to be impoverished in five years.
0: Ah, the bait and switch. Isn't it hilarious that all of a sudden somebody's walking down the street and blammo, I'm pregnant. Bullshit. That's not the way it works, folks. It doesn't happen that way. You don't just roll out of bed and you're pregnant. You don't walk down the street and you're pregnant. You don't eat caviar and become pregnant. It usually requires procreation or sex. Now, we're not going to get into the artificial insemination type thing or immaculate conception. It comes down to she's making something completely about the consequence and not necessarily the action. And that's where credibility truly lies. It's not the end result, it's what led you to that result. If people would abstain or refrain if people wait, could possibly wait till marriage. Those things might be a little archaic if only we had condoms or gel or some sort of pill to take or possibly take responsibility and have a conversation about how you're not going to have a child. I understand in the heat of the moment things happen, but there has to be accountability. And having an abortion to use as birth control, it doesn't seem to be an economic problem. That is a cultural problem. Issue.
1: Twice as likely to be on food stamps. This is an economic issue and it's being reduced to this culture conversation. We know that for families. This
0: culture conversation. How dare us, how dare us as human beings actually care about the sanctity of life with children who have no fault in this whatsoever? See, that's the interesting thing. People will bring up capital punishment and say, well, do you believe in the death penalty? And I'm like, yes. And twice on Sunday. And they say, how can you do that and be pro life? Well, I'm pro babies. It's not necessarily pro-life. If you've had your shot and you have decided to create a, uh, multiple crimes to finally get on death row and be put to death, talk about an extreme. It's very similar to the people who say, well, what about rape and incest? Or the mother is 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 sick and having this child could take her life. Those are extreme circumstances. And of course, there will be exceptions as a medical procedure. Can we talk about the 62 million that babies that have been killed since 1970 that had nothing to do with those three cases. Why do liberals always go to the most extreme? I'll tell you why, because it gets reaction. And also it makes their arguments seem more invalid. But when you actually break it apart, it's simply, like I said, a red herring or a fallacy.
1: Face the issue of inflation. They care about housing prices. They care about whether they can. There we go. Inflation
0: and abortion, tying them two together. You want to stop inflation? Kill a baby. This lady is insane
1: to go to a doctor. That's why I'm fighting for Medicaid expansion in Georgia and why we're having conversations about a governor who makes his money in real estate and will not spend four hundred million dollars an eviction.
0: <laughs> what is what does Kemp being in real estate have to do with four hundred million dollars? I seriously doubt that that's the problem. How many four hundred million dollar homes has Kemp sold? Once again, tying on to the red herring, an argument that has nothing to do with the conversation. In fact, wouldn't housing and urban development really be in Kemp's wheelhouse since he was in real estate? But that's a whole other conversation. Of course, Stacey Abrams has some some basic things on her resume to show that she should be a governor, which are essentially nothing. And I'll go over them. But the problem with Stacey Abrams is that she pretends to be an expert at everything, which makes her a fool. At also at everything. Nobody knows every single thing. Stacey Abrams never learned this.
1: General assistance to keep people in their homes. And so it's important that we reduce these conversations, not to these high level professorial conversations, but to real.
0: Yes, let's circumvent people's intelligence, right? Let's go around their intelligence. Let's go ahead and distract them so we don't have to engage our brain in conversation. This sounds wonderful. Not all of us have a teeth we can drive a truck through. Oops. That was wrong. Sorry.
1: Impact on people's lives.
0: I don't like this lady. It's obvious. In fact, I think I despise her. And the reason why is because anyone that tries to go around people's intelligence, anyone that tries to dwindle a conversation down to the lowest common denominator, or tries to assign some other type of misdirection in order to stay away from the topic, has no business being in politics, even though that seems to be the norm. We should have politicians who work for the people, don't have their own personal platforms. But Stacey Abrams isn't this person. What's next? Let me see. How about we stop illegal immigration? We should put landmines across the border and man-eating grizzly bears to stop the border crossers. I'm sure that will lessen the amount of immigration that we have. How about Social Security? It's going bankrupt because we've been borrowing from it for the last 40 years. We should smother the elderly with MyPillows. That will also increase Mike Mike Lindell's profit margins, which will be good and will save his company and should help the economy and lower inflation too. Smother the elderly. MyPillow.com. It's kind of catchy. We should have remote detonating devices installed in all combustion engine vehicles with code 66 entered at the appropriate time, and we'll just end global warming altogether. How about violent crime in urban cities? Well, we should get them addicted to drugs, remove the patriarchal male figures out from the home by sending them to prison, make it cost-effective to have as many children as possible, have the populace hooked on welfare, and allow crime to run rampant. Oh, wait. Let's just seal up the neighborhoods and let them starve. We're already doing all that as Democrats. How about COVID? Let's have gain-of-function research novices on college campuses create a hybrid version of COVID in Boston that has an 80% morbidity, morbidity rate. A lot of people die. 80% of them. Don't know why I stumbled over that word. What to do about fentanyl? Nothing. It's inflation control as well. People overdosing on drugs will keep inflation down after all. How about the upcoming election? Well, let's create world unrest by having multiple conflicts on the verge of scaling to war. And for good measure, let's talk about nuclear war until someone is crazy enough to launch one. I'm sure that will help. Adding security to schools? Nah, gun control is a waste of time, and it's more inflation control if we just do nothing and pretend to care about it every time a school shooting happens, and at no other time. Food shortages? Baby formula? Clean water? We can blame it all on Donald Trump and Russia. Who cares? How about population control? Let's indoctrinate our children to believe they are only two sexes and create a generation of asexual beings who have the same urge to procreate as the Asian pandas Ling Ling and Ding Ding or whatever the hell they are called. Last but not least, abortion is too complicated. Let's dumb it down to a benign economic issue and lower inflation by infanticide claiming that her election for governor was stolen and stealing Georgia presidential election in retaliation, raising millions, claiming the Georgia election integrity bill was voter suppression and costing Atlanta businessmen millions by having the all-star game, moved to Colorado and raising millions for her own campaign by making lame allegations of voter suppression. And then, of course, what she's known for is making friends with and gaining the support of Oprah Winfrey. 37 times she said the election was stolen. She still hasn't conceded. Stacey Abrams is not good for anyone. I know and I appreciate that she was on Star Trek, and I understand that they had to get a bed sheet for her to wear. I understand that she has aspirations to be the Next, Hillary Clinton, with just a little bit more ethnicity, because of course Hillary Clinton talks about the hot sauce and thinks that she's black, but only when she's in the South. Stacey Abrams is a socialist. Stacey Abrams doesn't know what she's talking about. Stacey Abrams doesn't believe in the science. She doesn't believe in the sanctity of life. And if you are going to have someone represent you, life should be a focus, ensuring that people do have clean water and clean air that jobs are at a rapid clip, that Georgia, one of the least popular destinations for this massive outflux from the East and West Coast, Georgia is dead last in just about everything. If we want to keep it that way, let's keep embracing Democrat policy. Or maybe we could try something new, which is actually representing the constituents, representing the born and the unborn. What a novel concept! Stacey Abrams has never had a child, and she has never heard the heartbeat. It is not a patriarchal high structure to go ahead and control women's bodies. It is a God-given blessing that we should all experience, and if she would, maybe she could finally become human folks thank you so much for watching don't unfriend me tonight if you would do me a favor veteran crisis hotline 22 veterans commit suicide a day 1-800-273-8255 press 1 please do me a favor reach out to a veteran provide this number and remember if you need help reach out to me i'll make the call with you and once again if you're not a veteran you can call too they'll never turn anybody away my name is matthew spear i am the host thank you so much i'm on live 8 30 eastern i'll be on tonight even though there's some great sports on and we can have another conversation. You can come on live. I would appreciate that. And last but not least, please do me a favor, like, share, follow, and subscribe. Go over to www.don'tunfriendme.com and buy some cool shirts, some coffee, and all of that veteran made. And also 10% goes back to the Travis Mannion Foundation. God bless, and thank you for watching. Thanks for watching Breaking Truth, and please don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and follow.